Sasha. Hey, Courtney. Did you hear about the knockoff weather radar system that some of the, like, super shifty news stations are using now? No. What's it like? Well, it's a real Doppler ganger. <laughs> and spoop hour. <laughs> comedy podcast hosted by two Halloweenies. This they, one is Sasha. Yeah, that one's Courtney. Yay! Um, you can find us, as always, on the internet at Spoop Hour on Twitter and Instagram. Check out Instagram for visual stuff, th- stuff things. Because podcasts <laughs> are non-visual, vi- is a non-visual medium. And <laughs> Doing great. Yeah, I'm doing great. And then email us stories, questions, comments, show ideas at spoophour at gmail.com. Yes. Yes. Do that. Speaking of emailing things to us, <gasps> we have another story. We have a story. From a DC murderino. Hell yeah. Hooray. Yeah. So this is from Rachel, who is also a murderino. Shout out to Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Thank you. I am writing in today to share my ghost story. My husband's father, Mr. Bob, passed away in 2014. I love that you called him Mr. Bob. Aww. It's really cute. Prior to that, Mr. Bob and his sisters had inherited from their parents a beautiful house on the Chesapeake Bay. Nice. Mm. It was truly his favorite place in the world. We go there often because we live only a couple hours away and it makes for a great staycation. Does sound nice. Yeah, that sounds really nice. Can we come? Can we come? Please? Please? Back in February or March of this year, we visited the house for the weekend with our two dogs. When we are alone in the house, we sleep up in the loft on the third floor. This is also where Mr. Bob would sleep when he was visiting. We always turn off all the lights in the house before bed because the loft gets really warm if we don't. I woke up out of the blue around 2.30 a.m. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> and looked up to see the bedroom door open and the loft light was on. The light showed an unmistakable male figure standing in the doorway. He looked like he was made out of dark gray smoke, but definitely a clearly defined human figure. I sat up on my elbows and blinked a couple times, then watched the figure float from the doorway into the bathroom about five feet away and disappear. Uh huh. I got a strong whiff of polo blue cologne, but half asleep, remembered that's the brand my husband wears. Okay. I didn't feel scared per se, but it's definitely a little like, whoa, OMG, maybe her husband's a smoke monster. Yeah. You know. Maybe, or maybe it was, not a smoke monster, but like in the haze of like her squinting. Oh, and yeah. The, you know. Or it's like that story with the woman who wears the ribbon around her neck. No. <laughs> and like, it's like, don't ever take this I ribbon off. And he's like, I gotta take it off. And then her husband was up in the middle of the night yeah. thinking about Mr. Bob. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, <laughs> like any now dead horror movie character, I got out of bed. Mistake. Rachel. Mistake. You know better than this. Anyway, I got out of bed to go look in the bathroom, but he was gone. I got back in bed with my husband and my dogs and fell asleep. So the husband is still in the bed. So oh, definitely, definitely not the I husband. <laughs> In the morning, I recounted my story to my husband, and his jaw dropped. Apparently, I'm the only adult who has seen his dad, but young kids and dogs will seem to talk to or look at something that isn't there in that loft, too. Oh. I asked if he had cologne in his bag or in the bathroom. He told me he never brings his cologne to the bay. 
but his dad wore polo blue all the time. Oh. Crazy. That's bonkers. I haven't seen Mr. Bob since, but we are comforted knowing he's watching over us. Yeah. Just a little closer than we thought before. Thanks for reading my story, Rachel. Oh, Rachel. that's a good ghost story. That's so wholesome. Yeah. Mr. Bob also, was just like, hey guys. Is Mr. Bob the Dr. Pepper knockoff, or is that that's Dr. Dr. Bob? That's Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob. Okay. Dr. Bob. Mr. Bob is his father. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Mr. Bob is my father. Only Dr. Bob. <laughs> it's almost as good as Diet Dr. Thunder. <laughs> I love the Dr. Pepper Dr. knockoffs. Dr. Thunder. Anyway, if you've seen Dr. Bob... Mr. Bob, Diet Dr. Thunder. Your father-in-law. <laughs> or your father-in-law or any non-name brand version of Dr. Pepper. Email spoopower at gmail.com. Yeah, tell us about it. Yes. Did uh, I, oh. Oh, sorry. Did anything spooky happen to you? This Fuck time? you. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this happened at work. I think I have a ghost in my machine. Ah. Yes. Oh, no. So I was working on this email. We got this email from an outside vendor, which we do sometimes. And they sent over an email, and we cribbed the HTML from it to make a new email. So I had done that. And while putting together this email, I noticed that they had linked an image that was for, like, their social media. Like, it was social media icons. Mm -hmm. But they hadn't actually linked it. And because they didn't pay us enough for me to hunt down the individual links to each of their social medias, Mm -hmm. I just was like, I'll just take this picture out. Whatever. No problem. So I take it out. Send myself a test email. And it's back. The image is still in there. And I'm like, hmm, that's weird. Okay. So I go back into the HTML. And I'm like, okay, well, here's something that looks like maybe they saved it as a different name. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't clear out this image too. Like maybe it doubled up, whatever. So I take that out, save the HTML, send myself a test. And now there is two of the image. Okay. And I'm like, hmm, Mm -hmm. that's weird. So I move it out of our one service that we use to send emails into our main one because that's where I can more clearly tinker with HTML. So I go in there. And at this point, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to clear out anything I don't fucking recognize because clearly one of these is this fucking image. Clear everything out. It takes me like half an hour and I send myself a test and there's still two images. And then I go back in and I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's this part that I thought we needed, but maybe we don't need it. I'll just clear this part out too. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Finally, in the... And keep in mind, in the, like, preview Mm -hmm. pane of all of it through it all, no image, no image, no image, no image. It's all gone. And then I move it back into the other one, send myself a test. Once again, image is back. And I'm like, you motherfucker. And finally, my supervisor is like, well, have you tried just, like, walking away from it for a little bit and then trying? And I'm like, okay, fine. And I came back, and I sent myself a test, and it was gone. Your supervisor is the ghost. She has to be. Yeah. I knew it. Or she has some kind of power over it. Because she told you to walk away from it. That's true. I think she was just like, please stop sending me angry gifts. Just take a break. (laughs) (laughs) So that was that. How about you? Two things. One, One, I went to our high school this week. Because one of my favorite people from my school switched schools. Traitor. Which is unfortunate. (laughs) I still love her. And she is still my friend. But a little bit less. But she now doesn't work in the same building as me, and it makes me sad. Mm. I park in the parking lot, which is weird because, like, I didn't drive to school. I always took the bus. And so I I found a parking spot, and I walked in, and it's, like, kind of like when you see, like, a painting or a photo that's just, like, a little too far one way, you know? Like, it's just, like, a little off. Uh Uh-huh. So I graduated in 2008. My brother graduated in 2015. And so it's been a very long time at this point that I've, like, been in the building for any reason. Like, I think maybe I was in, like, the music wing for a concert in 2015, like, my brother's senior, like, last concert. And 
like if I if I came to the school like while my brother was a student, it was always to football game to see him march or like to the theater to like see him perform, and that was it. So I like didn't really go anywhere else, and you know that would have been at least four years ago mm-hmm. um, since he graduated, and so. Things can change in four years. Yeah. That can change. Probably at this point, what I think of as the newly completed renovations are now like old and busted. Well, no. Oh, is it still really nice? It's still really nice. Oh. Uh, The wall. Do you remember they stuccoed over all the tile and put that like terrible like gray scratching thing over it? Yeah. And there were several And we were all like, why did they do this? This already looks like garbage. Yeah, so it looks like garbage. I remember like down in the music wing, someone had already written on it and it's hard to erase Mm -hmm. or like, and it would pick up oil. It was like, I think it's like the matte paint paint where it, like you touch it and it's smudges. But it was but it was it was it was textured. Yes. Because I you know, walking through the hallway, it's crowded, someone bumps you and you bump into the wall, you, you skin your elbow. Snag, yeah. And so I like I remember scra- like hurting myself on the walls like just from someone bumping into me into the wall. Probably um, your blood is still there. My blood might be there. But <laughs> what they've done since then is sanded down the wall <gasps> and they've repainted it a neutral color and Ooh. then with a purple and gold like oh. stripe through the thing. So like yeah. so they fixed that problem. The numbers still don't make sense. Well, yeah. Most of the lights were off in the school, so my friend was trying to take me to her new office in the and building, like, and we uh, there were a bunch of chain you know, gates oh, down, yeah. and so we were like trapped in different places. It's been a very long time since I've roamed the halls yeah. there, and we cut through the middle school part, which the middle school and the high school flipped while mm-hmm. it was, we were under construction, so I never really like went to the new middle school part, mm-hmm. and so I was like, I don't know where the fuck I am. And then <laughs> she took me, th- we cut through the main office at one point, and I was like, weird because even as a student i never went to the main office no. if i had to like check in because i was late or dis- deliver anything sub-school, i always went baby. to the sub school yeah. right and i never had to go through the main office we went into the main office and through like a workroom and all this stuff that like weird. made me feel weird because i was like i was a student i'm not supposed, supposed to be, to be in here, here right even though like call my, mom. At my own school i'm like throw open the door in the main office everyone and, like, get out of my way everybody get out of my way i need to check my mail <laughs> <laughs> i just want to sit here and check my mail <laughs> and so it's like this very weird, like, mental thing. I had mm-hmm. to... But I did find one English classroom um, and was like, oh, I had t- uh, 11th grade AP English in there after much searching because I was like, I feel like the hallways moved. Like, this is Harry Potter and the staircases move, except mm-hmm. that, like, this is Harry Potter and the hallways are moving, which is very hard. And it was just very weird to, like, see my friend's, like, office set up because mm-hmm. she still kept it largely the same as in the previous school. So what? then that image was very jarring where I was like, all of her stuff is here, but it's not the right school. <laughs> so that was weird. The other spooky thing was me hanging out on the couch in the house by myself the other day Uh-oh. and hearing rustling behind the couch and wondering, is something behind the couch? That's impossible. There's not enough space between the couch and the window. Is something on like, And outside? meanwhile, the monster behind and the couch like, and the window is uh, like big to do. And differ. then I was like, and also, like on the side of the couch, there's a bicycle. There's not a lot of room to like hide. Our couch goes all the way down to the floor, so no one would be hiding under the couch. It's me like rationalizing like why I'm safe, and I just kept hearing rustling and rattling. And then it started hear- sounding kind of hollow, and like someone was knocking on the outside of our house. I was Uh-oh. like, that's weird because like you the the stuff that our house is made out of like you can't really knock on it and make a noise on the inside. Unless so I was like, you're in the crawl space. Yep. <laughs> And then, and I was like, okay, it's, it, I, 
you know, it could be anything. Like, it's probably just an animal that it's crawled in there. It's just a squirrel, right? It's just an and yesterday I saw a little knife. ground squirrel chipmunk, like, That's sitting so on, like, one of the steps down to our patio. And the steps to, to the patio is near the crawl space. And so I was like, yeah, it's just the, chip, the chipmunks are hiding in our crawl space. Like, we can just put, like, a little humane trap, you know, the ones yeah. that you just, like, cl- you know, collect yeah, the animal and takes, and takes it somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. Um, I was like, we could just we could just put one of those, and then the rustling will stop happening. And then today I was taking a nap, and I heard something clatter much higher, and I was like, it's something in our attic. And then, <laughs> out of fear, I passed out. <laughs> took a nap. Crawl space Carlos is like, don't mind me, I'm just getting set up. Where's your wine? Yep. Well, so anyway, that's the spooky. <laughs> on the note of house stuff, this is an anti-spooky thing, but we finally exercised our toilet demons, and the downstairs toilet has been replaced. By Yay. one that isn't haunted, so we can use it. Huzzah! It's magical. That's awesome. I love using it because I'm like, we worked so hard to get this fucking toilet, and now we have yeah. it. It was earlier when I was like, yeah, I'm going to use the bathroom, and you're like, yeah, me too, and then you went downstairs, and <laughs> I was like, hmm. Yeah, bitch, we got a working toilet. If I seem confused, it's because... <laughs> that toilet has been out of commission for like six Seven months. Also, I don't live here anymore. Also, yeah, Sasha doesn't live here anymore. But, uh, yeah, but you guys got a better roommate. We did. We did. Yeah, we did. You just got a better roommate. We did. I thought you were going to say a better toilet. That's why I started saying we did. And then I was like, well, I'm just going to double down on being an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) That was a weird dream that I had last night was I came to visit you guys. But it was like not the same. We definitely were in like a house all together. And I came over... And um, your new roommate, um, yes. who's like one of my best friends from college, um, she's been, I think, she, and she hasn't been on the podcast before. No. No, not yet. But she, she had like painted a mural. We've referred to her as science friend. Science friend, yes. Because she's our science friend. She's also our pole dance friend. She is. She's, she's a, a lot of pole, things. She's a lot of things. We have not referred to her as pole dance friend, though. We have referred she's, to her as science she's friend. She's my college color guard friend. <laughs> her, her color guard and pole dancing expertise has not come in handy for us yet, but her science expertise has. has definitely has. <laughs> But she, like, painted a mural in our house, or in this house, and, like, it was, big. I was like, oh, that's new, and you're like, they're like, yeah, we did it for, like, such and such themed party, and I was like, oh, yeah, I wasn't there. Oh, <laughs> and we then, weren't supposed to tell you. And then, like, I was, it started snowing outside, and I was like, that's weird, I need to get home before it, like, piles up. Why is it snowing? It's August. <laughs> Global and then, warming. Like, all this like weird stuff, and then I just like felt very left out, and I was like, no, I they would never leave me out. Courtney and I do a podcast together. Everybody, be real fucking cool about the party I, I invited you I to. I watch hockey with the third roommate. <laughs> so, on the note of weirdly, I also had a weather dream last night, which is mm. part of why I couldn't get Doppler Ganger out of my head while I was researching for this week's topic. Is I dreamt that I was at work because we've hit conference stress dream time. Oh no, it's that's fine. the worst. It's always like, that's how I know I'm, I've hit the tipping point on work is when I started having conference stress dreams. And the one last night was I was at work and it was like 4.30, 4.45, which is when I usually leave. And my supervisor was there and I was like, hey, which is odd because she works remotely. And I'm like, hey, unless you need me, I'm going to go. And she's like, well, because there's that storm coming. Like, we're going to be camping out in the basement. And I'm like... But our office has a basement. <laughs> and I was like, well, we for sure have a basement. But also, like, I was like, we're attached to a hotel. And she's like, yeah, but we don't want to stay in the hotel. We've just got, like, tents and sleeping bags and stuff. Since the weather's going to be bad, you're welcome to come. Can't guarantee you'll get your own tent, though. And I was like, I don't want to stay in a tent. I love that you're staying in a tent in the basement. In the basement, Yes. Like, I did, I did that it. once at my uncle's old house in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. They had, like, a loft in the, in the mm-hmm. living room, and we camped out, but then someone tried to get into the house in the middle of the night and, like, jiggled the doorknob, and the dog barked, and I peed my sleeping bag. 
Yeah. That is not where I thought this story was going. How many stories end with you peeing on something, Sasha? A lot. I also poop in the woods. Yes. Sasha has a lot of bathroom-related um, things. I, stress streams just reminded me that I, in the teacher... pooping in the woods? Yes. This te- the teacher group chat, we were talking about pooping in the woods. No. The teacher group chat, we were talking... <laughs> Your school is eliminating bathrooms. A question was posed in the teacher group chat today that was... Anyone have stress-related dreams yet? And someone was like, yeah, I had a bad dream about the first day of school. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is now, the season. I, that was my second conference-themed yeah. <laughs> stress dream. But anyway, another one involved Bunny Man. It's fine. Good. It's is fine. it because we were talking about Halloween things? No, because no. I, the reason why Bunny Man was in my head mm-hmm. for that Halloween thing is because that was the day after I had this no. dream. So I have become a precog. <laughs> I have psychic abilities. Don't worry about it. What are we talking about today, Sasha? <laughs> doppelgangers. And the funny thing is, precog abilities happen in some of the doppelganger Yay. stories, which is great. See, so. I told you, I've become too powerful. You, she is too powerful. I must be stopped and defeated. I don't know. Just Unless you were, like, committing actual murder, I don't think that's I'd true. I'm a lot better than a lot of things that have been happening this fucking yeah. week, let's be Th- real. It's been a bad week. Jesus so Christ. We're Everybody not going to talk about safe. that. We're going to talk about fun things, like I'll, doppelgangers. All we'll say, be safe. We love you. Be safe. You are appreciated. Yes. Also, white nationalism has no, no place. It's a fucking terrorist group, and anybody who thinks differently can turn this fucking podcast off and go fuck themselves. Go that's all we'll say about it. Jump up your ass. Go jump up your butthole <laughs> and enjoy it. Because you're pretty much already living there. Otherwise, we love you. <laughs> Kisses. Let's talk about doppelgangers. Okay. So coming in real hot. Coming real hot. So um, I have background back- on doppelgangers okay. and then some stories. Okay. And then I've got stuff in literature, pop culture, and history. Yay. Yay. Okay. Okay. Doppelgangers. What are they? We just don't know. But just, you're going to tell us. Uh, yes. <laughs> I know, but we just don't. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> They are a non-blood-related double of a person, sometimes described as an evil twin. So this is not, like, twins bullshit. Yeah. We know how we feel about twin bullshit. This yeah. is not that. This is genuinely, like, oh, there's a person who looks like you out in the world. That's I will fine. be mentioning one thing that did pop up in our evil twins episode. Ooh, okay. But very briefly. I will be mentioning my own doppelganger. Ah! I'm not kidding. It sounds like I am. I am not. So, the use of doppelganger, which is German for double-goer, which is... Yeah. Considering that the Germans have a word for a face that needs to be punched, honestly, double-goer is like, that's not great, guys. <laughs> how do you not have evil twin spirit whatever as a word? I do like how it's spelled, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With yeah. the little umlauts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's fun to spell. Doppelganger. Doppelganger. Ooh, anyway, it's... The use of that term as, like, a paranormal thing mm-hmm. is actually pretty recent. Mm-hmm. In olden times... The term fetch was used to refer to the apparition of a person living. So fetch had been made happen. In my notes, I put, stop trying to make fetch happen, Francis Gross. It's not going to happen. Because Francis Gross defined fetch in 1787 provincial glossary. Wow, that he I put love together. it. But fetch. Fetch. So fetch. Anyway. That person is so fetch. So what? fetch. That's my what? fetch. That's my fetch. What? <laughs> what? I don't think my father, the inventor of Toaster Strudel, would be too happy about Oh my fetch. god, Toaster Strudel. Strudel. <gasps> it's all coming together. <laughs> it's German. We figured it out. <laughs> this is our most Mean Girls episode ever, and it's actually kind of on topic. What yes, the fuck is happening? Yeah. Okay, so the earliest recorded use of doppelganger to mean something spoopy is probably around 1848. Mm-hmm. And that was when Catherine Crow used the term in the night side of nature. Mm-hmm. And then from 1848, it kind of took off as this term. 
But the concept of spooky and potentially evil twins that are not related to you far precede Fetch or Doppelganger. Egypt had tales of Ka, who were tangible spirit doubles, who upsettingly, and I I don't care for this shit at all, they have the same feelings and memories as the person they resemble. Mm. Which reminded me of that Clickhole article, and I linked it, so I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna pull it up. So the Clickhole article is like, we talked to different astronauts about like what it's like to be in space. And allegedly, Barry Wilmore said, you never know true beauty until you see Earth from space, or true terror until you hear someone knocking on the space station door from the outside. You look through the porthole and see an astronaut, but all your crew is inside and accounted for. You use the comm to ask who it is, and he says he's Ramirez returning from a repair mission. But Ramirez is sitting right next to you in the command module, and he's just as confused as you are. When you tell the guy this over the radio, he starts banging on the door louder and harder, begging you to let him in, saying he's the real Ramirez. Meanwhile, the Ramirez inside with you is pleading to keep the airlock shut. It really puts life on Earth into perspective. I've heard this story before, and it, no, it never fails to like disturb me deeply. I know. It's like, this is coming from Clickhole, which is a spinoff of The Onion. Right. So, like, in terms of, like, satirical news, it's all, like, fun and, and games. they decided, we're going to put a horror spin we're on gonna this one today. We're going to ruin your life. And so the idea of Egypt's Ka, where it's like, they probably don't know that they're the double. Mm-hmm. Because you're both going to have the same thoughts, feelings, and memories, and you're going to look the same. Yeah. What the fuck? How would you know? Who was the real one? Uh, anyway, Ka don't have to be malicious, thank God. So it's okay that they have your memories and shit. There is the Greek princess, which is an Egyptian retelling of the Trojan War. Mm-hmm. And in it, a Ka of Helen finds Paris and then basically gives him bad directions and sends him to the wrong place and it averts the war. Ugh. Because Paris can't go start shit yeah. on behalf of Helen because gotcha. he's in the wrong place. He's in the wrong place. So shout out to the Ka of Helen. Yeah. So not terrible. And then in North mythology, you have the Vardogr, which has that fun O with the slashy oh, line. I love the it. slashy line. Yeah, I've never used that on my phone before. I had to figure out where it was. Yeah. It was so exciting. Anyway, this is a doppelganger that comes before the actual person does. Mm. In terms of like, basically, it's kind of like the reverse of deja vu. Oh. So like, if you think back a couple weeks ago, I told that story about my best friend going to her Florida classroom. Yeah, and she yeah. saw her TA come in the room. Yeah. And then a couple minutes later, her the TA, TA came, came in the room. room. Yeah. That's kind of the Vardoger thing. Okay. So it'll go to various places and do the things that one day the person is going to do. One of my stories, historic stories, is, is like, like that. that. Yeah. Right. It's... Basically, this sometimes results in witnesses saying, hey. Weren't you just here? Weren't you just here? I saw you yesterday. You did this exact same thing. And so it's just kind of like not necessarily malicious. It's just like almost like a precog kind of. It's going through the motions of what you're about to do. That's funky. It's weird. And then Finland has same kind of concept, but theirs is called an Mm itayanen, which literally means first comer. Which is a little bit better than double goer, I would say, but whatever. But the Italianen is not chill because it only precedes one activity. Dying! No! Yeah, so like the Italianen comes and I guess it dies. I don't know. I couldn't find details on like what it does, but yeah. the only thing it does is if, if like your Italianen comes, mm-hmm. you go and die. Okay. It's like a banshee, but like predicts you. Yeah. In Scotland's Orkney Islands, you have trows, which are essentially just one trick ponies. <laughs> they give birth to sickly changelings. We're very familiar with Us. changelings. Yes, we are. Anyway, they wait for a woman to have a healthy baby. No. And then they're no. like, well, that healthy baby is mine. And then they swap seize them out. Boo. So the changeling then becomes a doppelganger of the healthy baby. So this is the first time 
I think this is slightly different than the changeling myths we've heard because yeah. the changeling with myths we've heard, you know, it's not your kid because it doesn't look right. Right. This changeling looks exactly like your kid. It's just sick oh, and dying. No. It's clearly a way to deal with sudden infant death. Yeah. In a time That's where so you sad. had like no fucking medicine, but still blows. That's so sad. Yeah, like I've I've read tellings of those where it's like it's easier to imagine that your kid is being raised by fairies or trows or whatever uh-huh. and they're happy and healthy yeah. than to imagine that your kid died. Aww. So it's like, I know I'll never get to see them again, but at least they're alive and well somewhere. That's so sad. It's very sad. On a happier note-ish, yeah, <laughs> Hopi legends refer to the duality of man in terms of doppelgangers that dwell in the underworld but mimic the realm of the world above. So basically everything that's in the upper world as they see it also has a corresponding doppelganger in the underworld. Oh. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. This is like the movie Us. Yeah. Jack says those aren't spoilers because that's the whole premise of us, but I'm like, I I can't be too careful. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so like the idea of like everybody's got a doppelganger, they're doing the same shit, they're just one level below. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what doppelgangers are. Yeah. Tell me more. In Japan, there's ikiryo, which are also translated to like living ghost. Spooky. Um, And this counts as as a doppelganger to some extent. Mm-hmm. Because the ghost is usually of is the soul of a still living person that's temporarily oh. lost, left their body and so they just like, move about on their own like an out of body experience. Yeah, so they just appear as the living person from which they spawn, and they can take on a, ga- a ghostly translucent form, hmm. or they can just like be totally like you can't even tell that like oh. the person's not really them. So like Ramirez, yeah, like Ramirez. Thanks, click hole. Right, and so it could be during near-death experience that an ikiryo happens mm-hmm. or fainting intense passion or desire intense hatred so basic or basically like a strong emotion and mm-hmm. the ikiryo like is created like from that really strong emotion that you're feeling so like your soul leaves your body because yeah. you're like fucking raging and so because it usually comes during some kind of intense emotion or trauma and the owner of the soul is almost unaware of the ikiryo's existence it can also like lead to some awkward situations and misunderstandings so it's the weird thing is like you know, they, this can happen, like, while the person is still totally conscious, and so, like, Yikes. there's two, yeah. Um, Are, is the person then different? Because their soul's not in their body? I, I think it just, like, it, maybe they become, like, really detached, okay. because then their emotions have, like, just left their okay. body. I wonder if it's, like, um, did you ever see that one episode of Buffy, I don't remember how far we got in your watch, where mm-hmm. Xander's split into two? Spoilers for that episode. Basically, he thinks that, like, this demon has taken his face, but really he split his body into two, where one gets all the good characteristics, so he's, like, competent, he's smart, he's Mm -hmm. good at everything, everybody loves him, and then the other one, like, falls into garbage and is a mess and terrible, and it's just the two aspects of his personality. Mm -hmm. So it's like that. Yeah. Um, Most, it's like, they can be unconscious, too, where it's just like, you're so angry you pass out, and, like, (laughs) your soul leaves your body. Wait, is that what you did when you thought there was someone in your crossfit? Yeah, basically, I was like... Like, I, I'm like so resigned. My soul like just left my body. <laughs> your soul's like you're um, on your own. <laughs> the pilgrimage of the hour of the ox, which is called Ushi no Kokumairi, <laughs> and Ichijama from Okinawa, are ceremonial curses in which a person will consciously send their soul from their body hmm. to to attack their enemies. Okay. In war times too, oftentimes like like let's say a soldier's about to die in battle, their ikiryo all of a sudden appears back home. Oh. Like to address their family one gotcha. last time. So like, almost like a yeah. crisis apparition yeah, where cri- it's like, yep. 
I love y'all. And something bad's happening to me. And Do yeah, this. and it's like it's it's like an exact copy of the person gotcha. to like communicate or mm-hmm. attack someone. That's yeah. some beyond belief factor fiction shit, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's the bread and butter of that show. So in literature, um, doppelgangers have popped up in a couple of different things, including by German author Jean Paul in 1796, his novel C. Benkas where the Siebenkas is the protagonist and he exchanges identities with his friend and lookalike named Liebgerber. Um, Sorry. Yeah, Liebgerber. <laughs> Liebgerber. And so basically in the, you know, this text is like one of the example, like a literary example, like from pretty early on. Is um, that like a Prince and a Pauper scenario? Where they just like, mm. you look like me, let's swap places. No, I, uh, I don't know. You know, I maybe, maybe it's like that. It doesn't yeah. go into detail here. Yeah, they just swap um, But the funny thing is, Doppelganger was used to name the uncanny lookalike, while Doppelganger was described used to describe a meal in which two courses were survived simultaneously. <laughs> so that your two, that your dinner and your dessert came out. So that's a doppelganger. Oh, so my dream dinner, right, is a doppelganger um, toaster strudel and probably mac and cheese, right? So oh, fetch, yummy, right? Um, and then also the word was used in the Prussian writer E. T. A. Hoffman's story. D. Doppelganger in mm. 1821. Mm. And this one, he also did D. Elixiri de Tufels, which is a monk haunted by a chaotic double that in turn acts as a sca- scapegoat and an antagonist. I like the idea of a chaotic I double. I do too. I was really enjoying like chaotic double of a monk. That would be fun. Right? And so <laughs> as a literary device, doppelgangers are very perfectly suited for exploring human duality mm. and personifying the darker traits of a character. So thinking even like Dr. Hyde, or sorry, Mr. Hyde and Dr. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. There you go. There you go. I got it. I got there. It was a long walk. <laughs> That's okay. It, just um, like that book. It, it can be a foil of the protagonist's behavior or a personality, a behavioral negative. So Hans Christian Andersen had a fairy tale called Skigen or The Shadow. Yes. Yes. In the fairy tale, a man's shadow separates from his body and b- gradually becomes his walking double, demonstrating the exact opposite physical and moral traits and eventually replaces him entirely. Ooh, fuck. That's spooky. Hans Christian Andersen was not a chill dude. No, he was not a chill dude. He, he had no chill. He needed to relax. It's like, bro, have you ever just, like, sat down, just, like, done nothing? Had a cup of tea. Yeah, just, like, take a take, take a, a break, second. Man. It's okay. Calm <laughs> your tits. It'll but be that okay. But that is like Peter Pan, where his shadow is, like, a separate entity and has to, like, sew it to himself. Mm-hmm. Which is... Or like the book of Nancy Boys. Yes. Where there's like a twin type brother dude who's like cool and competent where the other one is nothing nothing like that. Fyodor Dostoevsky's novella The Double presents its doppelganger as the bold, assertive reflection of a mild and antisocial government clerk. The double encroaches on the clerk's personal affairs over the course of the story, driving him mad by the story's end. That sounds like a lot of movies. It does. Yeah. I was thinking even like American Psycho. He doesn't have a double, but he... It has like a different That's personality. Like split. Or Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. super Fight Club. Super Fight Clubby. The doppelganger in Edgar Allan Poe's short story, William Wilson, seems to exist solely to ruin the narrator's life. A boy attending school in England meets a child with the same name and appearance as himself. The double is a source of frustration from the start and appears throughout Wilson's life to thwart his ambitions. In this case, the original Wilson's goals are nefarious, motivated by lust and greed, only to be disruptive by his morally right counterpart. Oh, so, so it's kind of like... The evil twin tries to start some and shit. And the doppelganger's like, no. I do good things. Don't do it. Okay. Um, keep, okay, I'm going to check off his gun, the name Wilson. Okay. I'm going to put it on Wilson. the shelf. Wilson. Okay. We're going to put it up there with Tom Hanks' volleyball from the movie Castaway. Yes. I cried when that thing floated away. And also the other Tom Hanks movie, Charlie Wilson's War. Oh, yeah. He's got a lot, he's got a lot to do with the word Wilson. Wilson. 
So, movies with doppelgangers. Wilson. Okay. Wilson. No. <laughs> Vertigo by Hitchcock. Yes. Where James Stewart finds the double of the woman he was obsessed with, but Spoilers. herself is well, not, not really. real. Yeah. This yeah. movie's been out for a while. Yeah, this movie's been out for like seven years. Basically, this is my favorite Hitchcock movie. Yeah, so I was going to say, you could talk about this. Halfway through the film, Jimmy Stewart has, he was hired by an old school friend, that was like, I think my wife is haunted. It makes sense in context. Just go with me on that premise. Over the course of like following her to determine if she's haunted or not, Jimmy Stewart falls in love with her, but he has crippling vertigo from a previous on-the-job incident, and she, because she's been haunted, she's feeling compelled to kill herself because that's what the person who was haunting her did on her 27th birthday. And so she's about to to have that same birthday and she's compelled to do it so she ends up like running up the stairs of like a bell tower and he can't follow her because of his crippling vertigo yeah. so she jumps and dies obviously trauma out the wazoo then movie number two starts where he's just like walking down the street and he sees it's basically her but her hair is a different color and he's like I have to know you you look like this woman that I was in love with and she's like I've heard that fucking line before but then spoilers for the movie vertigo go ahead and skip ahead 15 seconds if you don't want to hear them turns out that was her. She got hired by the old school friend because he wanted to kill his fucking wife. And he wanted Jimmy Stewart to be like, no, she killed herself. And not be like, I killed my fucking wife and threw her off a fucking bell tower and hired this woman who kind of looked like her to pretend to be her so that Jimmy Stewart would say she was unwell. It's like it's so many yikes. layers. <laughs> and then like Jimmy Stewart is fucking yikes because he's like, we got to dye your hair. We got to buy you this exact suit. We got to dress you up like her. We got to do this, this, this. And it's like big yikes. Big yikes. There's like no non yikes in that movie, but it's the best. It's the big yikes. Big yikes. The Prestige, which is a novel and a movie by Christopher Nolan. So that's a movie teeming with lots of doubles and doppelgangers and magic. The man, <laughs> and who, magic. The man who haunted himself, which features Ooh. Roger Moore, <gasps> or as my mom calls him, Roger Moore. <laughs> is he her favorite Bond? Yes. I think nice. So. Um, and it's the 1970s film again Ooh. man who haunted himself <laughs> <laughs> yeah tell very, me everything yeah very obvious doubles there femme fatale featuring rebecca romaine um, oh doppelganger from 1993 which is a very bad movie but starring the nice <laughs> drew barrymore oh so, and about doppelgangers and about do- it's very clearly called doppelganger there's also a more recent movie from like the 2000s called uh-huh. doppelganger but it's japanese oh yeah doppelganger i was gonna say <laughs> Lost Highway by David Lynch, a director already concerned with doubles, shifting identities, and performer, performers confl- uh, conflating their roles. Oh. See also his Mulholland Drive, mm. Inland Empire, and obviously Twin Peaks, a TV show that has lots of doubles and double speak. It's literally called weird. Twin it's Peaks. It's called Twin Peaks. Twin. I, while I was doing research for this, I finally conceded to Jack that I will watch Twin Peaks with him if we can watch one episode at a time and we can watch something happy afterwards because I've stayed away from Twin Peaks for so long because I'm scared of everything. Here's the thing. So I have actually watched about a season and a half of it. Yeah. I do know everything. I know all the spoilers. I've Great. read every article. I've heard, yeah, the second season veers off in a weird direction. That's when I yeah. was like, all right, that's enough of this. Yeah. <laughs> But it has heavy influences in Gravity Falls, which I love. (laughs) Dead Ringers by Cronenberg. We've talked about this movie before. In the Evil Twins episode. This is the one where it's not necessarily doppelgangers, it's evil twins. But it's the one where Jeremy Irons plays psychotic gynecologists who play switcheroos on sexual partners and make torture devices to stick in women while descending into hallucinatory insanity. Yay. And then Black Swan by Darren Aronofsky with Mm. Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis. And then Kagemusha by Akira Kurosawa. And finally... Us by Jordan Peele. Surprise, that came back in this episode. (laughs) As soon as you mentioned it earlier, I was like, shit. (laughs) Um, I was just like, oh, this sounds like the film Us. So basically, the government created doubles of everyone. 
I mean, if you've seen the trailers, you know that there's doubles in yes. this movie. And the whole thing for Jordan Peele is that, you know, we are our own worst enemy. Mm. What happens when we're confronted with ourselves, the like worst. the worst self yeah. version of ourselves, right? So Peele said that the original inspiration for us was the 1960s episode of The Twilight Zone <gasps> called Mirror Image, in which a woman's sanity and unravels as she determines an evil doppelganger from a parallel universe is trying to replace her, all from within the confines of a bus depot. Like, she's oh. at a bus station. Like I feel like I've seen that one, but I don't yeah. remember a ton about and it. And then, so that episode idea... So, okay, so Jordan Peele, Twilight Zone. Twilight yes. Zone, Rod Serling, his idea came from... Wilson! No. Damn it. <laughs> Rod Serling was at an airport. So, okay, bus depot to an airport. <laughs> airport, okay. Um, he saw a man from behind wearing the exact same outfit as him, carrying <gasps> the same briefcase. And so he wondered what would happen if the man turned around and was his double, oh. right? So, like, oh, what would happen if this happened? That's to be fair, like, though, I'm sure Rod Serling was wearing, like, a gray suit and carrying a and brown carrying, briefcase. Yeah, like, a, like the same thing that every fucking man in, like, 1962 was wearing to yeah. the airport when you still got dressed up for planes. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of when we did our Creepypasta episode, and there was that series of tweets from Chepi Cabra. Yeah. Where he was talking about being on vacation, he saw his doppelganger. Mm-hmm. That was so creepy. It was. Yeah, but lo- I'm so glad that afterwards he He's, was like, hey, I'm safe. <laughs> It's okay, sorry guys. Like I, just, I just got back from vacation. I just thought I'd have a little fun on just Twitter. Just got your goat on Twitter. Yeah, your so goat is mine now. Yeah, that was that was a good one. That was in our creepypasta episode. Yeah, I think right? so. Yeah. I'm gonna pull off my gun. Wilson. All right. So the protagonist family, like the the main family in us. Okay. Lupita Nyong'o and yeah, all yeah, of yeah. Her, her her husband and kids. Yes. Their last name is Wilson. <gasps> Wilson. Which is the same last name as William Wilson in Poe's story oh. about the doppelgangers, right? I'm assuming that was intentional. I'm hoping I, I feel like so Jordan Peele doesn't do anything on accident. Yeah, I'm hoping so hard that that was intention. It's intentional. Be. The podcast Welcome to Night Vale in their mm. first year of episodes. I really only made it through like the first year or two of episodes. Mm. But there was an episode about doubles. And there's basically, like, doubles have entered and everyone's finding their own double. And at first it's like, okay, great. But then there's something, like, evil or sinister about the doubles. Uh So Cecil Baldwin implores, or Cecil, he's Cecil, but the actor is Cecil Baldwin, implores everyone to kill your double. And so everyone is, like, in this, like, kind of murderous, it gets pretty, like, gory. It's a radio show, right? Right. But it gets pretty, like, violent where everyone's, like, trying to kill him. Even, like, he gets, his double shows up. And it turns, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, I might not be. If you listen to Welcome to Night Vale, please fill me in. But I think the doubles do exist somewhere else. Oh. Like, So it's this weird like alternate reality. Mm-hmm. But there's a question of, did everyone kill their correct double? Right. Or did the double, double kill, kill them? Double kill them, right? And so that, that's the big question. Yeah. So let's share some stories. I have some from history. I do too. Yeah. All right. So let's go for my biggest historical story. I have one historical story and then a collection of stories from randos on the internet. Cool. So, Abraham Lincoln believed in doppelgangers. He's so fetch. (laughs) I'm making it happen. Allegedly, Abraham Lincoln encountered his own doppelganger. Author Noah Brooks wrote in Washington and Lincoln's Time in 1895 that Lincoln encountered his spooky twin in 1860, shortly after he was elected for the first time. Mm -hmm. Lincoln had come home and glanced in the mirror on his bureau, where he was surprised to see himself reflected twice. Yikes. Lincoln said he, quote, was nearly at full length, but my face had two separate and distinct images. Per his account, there was only one noticeable difference between the two images. One was, quote, a little paler, say five shades, than the other. 
Mary Todd Lincoln, who we've talked about before in terms of she was like spiritualist out the wazoo. Yep. She was very concerned about the apparition of this doppelganger. Oh, and me too. <laughs> yeah. And she believed that it was an ill omen that while her husband would survive his first term, he would not survive his second. And he did not. And he sure didn't. Yep. Spoilers for the Lincoln presidency. Yikes. Yeah, and so... There are other, like, historical doppelgangers, including in America, where in the 1800s, the antebellum South was home to numerous accounts of fateful sightings, each under similar circumstances. So, Linda Derry, who's a site director at the old Cahaba ghost town in Alabama. Oh, we talked about them. Yeah. She curates the old folklore from their region. Mm -hmm. And so, she's uncovered a bunch of sightings that are kind of similar to Lincoln's sighting, where it's like, like an omen of death, right? Basically, repeat meanings, like seeing your person, your doppelganger three times, always meant that the end was near. Mm -hmm. And then if someone else saw your doppelganger, it could mean you're very ill. So, you know, Mary Todd didn't see see Lincoln's ghost, uh, Lincoln's doppelganger, rather, Mm -hmm. but, like, she, she was very close to the situation. But there was an 1884 issue of Sunny South that she brings up where a county clerk from Cahaba contracted malaria. One Uh night, while shivering and unable to sleep, he saw the shadow of a man enter his room. And as the visitor approached his bed, the clerk saw in the dim light that the face looking down on him was his own. Uh Uh-oh. When the same incident occurred the next night, the clerk called for two friends to corroborate this. And so the friends kept watch as, as he slept and were startled late in the night as the figure of the clerk himself stepped into the candlelight. The men approached the double, which retreated into the shadows, Uh-oh. and then they never saw the visitor again, and the clerk succumbed to his sickness soon after that fatal encounter. So... I feel like that would be an Italian from Finland, because, like, yeah. he saw it and then he died. Right? Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. A couple other from others from history, pretty famous ones. The In the biography, The Life of John Donne, Dr. John Donne, English writer Isaac Walton shared that there was this account of John Dunn and his wife's doppelganger. One Mm. night in 1612, while staying in Paris, Dunn was discovered in a deeply disturbed state. Uh Uh-oh. I've seen a dreadful vision since I saw you. I've seen my dear wife pass twice by me through this room. So, the twice thing. With her hair hanging about her shoulders and a dead child in her arms. Uh-oh. Don reportedly said to his witness, I cannot be sure that I now live than that I have not slept since I saw you. And I'm sure, as sure that her second appearing, she stopped and looked at me in the face and vanished. But where'd she get the dead child Who from? Knows? Is that like their dead kid? Well, Did one of their kids die? Walton, so the biographer then claims that a messenger was immediately dispatched to check on Don's wife, mm-hmm. returning with the news that she was in very poor health after losing their child. Uh-oh. Yeah, so... So her, she like spiritually projected herself to be like, bitch, come check on me. I am yeah, unwell. she cannot text him. Yeah. So she sent an astral projection of Thank herself. God, we have texts now. Right? Seems so much easier. Yeah, like, <laughs> please come quick. Baby died. Baby died. Am unwell. Am unwell. Stop. Um, <laughs> queen Elizabeth I. Yes, queen. Um, before she passed away, the monarch of England, uh-huh. Queen Elizabeth I, saw her doppelganger lying in her bed motionless. Her supine Hmm. doppelganger was described as pallid, shiver, and wan, which shocked the queen. Elizabeth, known to be very level-headed, strong of will, and savvy, would have, like, known better than to be like, oh, I saw a ghost, Right. right? But she still felt like that could have been a bad sign. She's like, I don't know what I'm seeing here, but I feel like it's not good. And she actually passed away shortly thereafter. Uh Uh-oh, that's another of the Italian, I think. Right. Also, I feel like she was at least partially like, 
oh, is that how I look to other people? Yeah. Because I feel like, because, you know, we never truly know what we look like to other people because we only ever see ourselves backwards yeah. because we see ourselves in photos, we see ourselves in the mirror or whatever. So that would be like the, oh, is that what I look like? Yeah. Oh. I'm so, yeah, that always like freaks me out. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. I try I not to think about it. I try not to think about it. Yeah. Maria Jesus de Agreda mm-hmm. was a 17th century Franciscan nun. She converted the Humano Indians of New Mexico and Texas from her convent and the province of Soria in Spain. And she claimed to have the gift of bilocation. Bio- which is the phenomenon of being in two places at the same time, oh. reporting that she was transported by the aid of angels. Oh, she, like, teleported spiritually. Yeah. So she eventually had been investigate. Like, she kept saying, like, oh, she can teleport spiritually and all this stuff. And so she had been investigated during the Inquisition for witchcraft, but she yeah. was found innocent. Oh. And so well, this something. was just, like, another astral projection type thing. Yeah. But with, without any sinister applic- implications. It was more like she was, like, conferring with the, the people she was trying to convert. Yeah. In. Like, Jesus lets me do this. Yeah. Doesn't he seem cool? Like. You want to be on board? Yeah, it was, like, this weird thing where, like, all these people were, like, really eager to convert, uh, convert and they were, like, why? They were, like, because this lady in blue keeps she visiting keeps, us. Like, <laughs> fucking teleporting. Like, of course I'm going to sign up for that shit. My favorite spoopy, problematic literary boyfriend who's not Edgar Allan Poe, so my oh, other Oh, I was going to say, yeah. we already talked we about already Poe. <laughs> the, the other one who's also kind of a dumb, like, golden retriever. Which and one? the wife of uh, my favorite queen, Percy Bysshe Shelley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a dumb. His wife was a he, queen. Yes. She deserves so much better than that she, she seriously did. So, one occasion during a trip to Italy, after his children die and the poet, he was, like, feeling very, you know, sad and right. bereft. Um, and Why? also a victim of heavy depression and just, sure. like, being sick and tired. He encountered his ter- doppelganger on the terrace of his house as he was strolling. Hmm. They met halfway and his double said to him, how long do you mean to be content? The story, retold by Mary Shelley after his death, was given more credibility when she recounts how a friend, Jane Williams, who had been staying with the Shelleys, also came across Percy's doppelganger. But Shelley had often seen these figures when ill, but the strangest thing was that Mrs. Williams saw him. Hmm. Now Jane, though a woman of sensibility, has not much imagination and is not the slightest degree nervous, neither in dreams or otherwise. She was standing one day, the day before I was taken ill, at a window that looked on the terrace with Trelawney. It was day. She saw as she thought Shelley passed by the window as often as he was then without a coat or jacket. He passed again. Now, as he passed both times the same way, and as far on the side towards which he uh, which he went, each time there was no way to get back except past the window again, except over a wall twenty feet from the ground. She was stuck at seeing him pass twice, and thus looked out and seeing him no more. She cried. Good God, can Shelly have leapt from the wall? Where can he have gone? Oh, said, God. Said, She's like, oh, fuck. Said Trelawney, no Shelly has passed. What do you mean? Trelawney said that she trembled exceedingly when she heard this, and it proved indeed that Shelly had never been on the terrace and was far off the time she saw him. Hmm. Do you think that's the inspiration for Trelawney and Harry Potter? Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but Shelly's second encounter with himself was on a beach, the doppelganger pointing at sea. He drowned in a sailing accident not long after that. Oh, doppelganger's like, bro, don't go in don't there. Don't go in there. Do you see He's where like, I'm pointing? Do you see where I'm pointing? Don't fucking do oh, it. I should go in go there. Go in the no, ocean. Don't go in there. How could I, I'm pointing and I'm how, spooky. How, don't go where I'm pointing. Clear, how clear is this? You're seeing me and I am you. I'm pointing at the water. Don't go in there. I wish I could send you a fucking text. <laughs> um, Catherine the Great, the Empress of Russia, Ooh. was awakened one night by her servants who were surprised to see her in her bed. Uh-oh. They told the Tsarina that they had just seen her in the throne room. 
In disbelief, Catherine proceeded to the throne room to see what they were talking about. She saw herself sitting on the throne Uh-oh. and ordered her guards to shoot at the doppelganger. <laughs> the, of course, the doppelganger doesn't exist, and yeah. so it was unscathed, but she died of a stroke a few weeks later. Yikes. 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 Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, Goethe encountered his doppelganger as he was riding home on a road after visiting a friend. He noticed there was another rider approaching from the other direction towards him, and as the rider got closer, Goethe noticed there was himself on the other horse with but different clothes. Hmm. Goethe described his encounter as soothing. Because he's like, oh, he's I like, look great in that. I look great. I'm going to wear that tomorrow. Right? He's, he's seeing himself, and instead of being horrified, like, oh, that's what I look like, he's like, oh, damn, that's what I look he's like. He's like, you're welcome, world. Right? <laughs> and he saw the other with his mind's eye more than his actual eyes. Years later, Goethe was riding down the same road when he realized he was wearing the same clothes as the mysterious rider he had encountered years before. Hey! He was on his way to visit the same friend he had visited that day. Oh! So it was just like, he must have been stuck in like a time loop. Yeah, he just kept visiting that friend over and over and over again. Yeah. Emily Saggy was a dedicated teacher working in France in the mid-19th century. It you! Uh, me. Adored by her students. I don't know. It you! (laughs) Saggy was The ones who matter. The ones who matter. Was constantly tortured by her doppelganger ganger in public. This sucks. Aww. Her ghostly other anymore. No. would appear as she was given class in an open view of all of her students who saw the apparition. Okay. Her doppelganger would stand at her side as she was lecturing and mimic her every move to the amazement of her students. Ugh. From the classroom to the school grounds, her doppelganger soon decided to go alone and was seen performing tasks on its own around the school. Some students would even try to interact with it, but noticed it was kind of ethereal. After a while, parents started to take their children out of the school and Sugi soon lost her job. Oh. Nothing after that yeah. is known. Probably she was just, like, laying low after yeah, that. Yeah, right? She's like, yeah. what the fuck is happening? How do you explain that to your next employer? Why'd you get fired? Uh, well, so, uh, funny do you, story. Do you know what a doppelganger is? <laughs> it involves that. It involves that. <laughs> George Tyrion went down in history for a bold and unsound maneuver that caused the collision of his ship, the HMS Victoria, and another, the HMS Camperdown, off the coast of Lebanon, killing 357 sailors and himself. Great job, bro. As the ship was quickly sinking, he exclaimed, it's all my fault, thereby exonerating mm. all any other sailor or officer of the grave error. Yeah. He drowned in the sea along with his men. But at the same time, thousands of miles away in London, his wife was giving a sumptuous party at ho- their home. <laughs> sumptuous. Sumptuous. Mm. Home at their party for friends and the London elite. He was seen by guests dressed in full uniform, descending the stairs, walking through some of the rooms, and then quickly ex- exiting through a door and vanishing, even as he was dying in the Mediterranean. The next day, the guests who, who had witnessed the scene were utterly shocked when they learned of his death off the African coast, and none could offer an explanation. Hmm. So that's, again, that same, yeah, like, like, death spirit, like, hey, I'm dying over hey. here, gonna hit up this party one last time. It sounds sumptuous. Sounds sumptuous. Don't mind if I do. Finally, Sir Frederick Carnarash. He was a British M- MP, and he was due to attend a par- parliamentary debate in 1906 when he came down with the flu and was bedridden for some time. No one expected to see him in the evening, you know, after the session. Mm-hmm. So when fellow parliamentarian Sir Gilbert Parker spotted him in Parliament during a debate, he was at once well-pleased and surprised. He sat next to Karna Rash, greeted him, and said, I hope you're feeling better. Uh-oh. Seeing no reaction in his friend's face, Gilbert concentrated on the debate. When he next turned to look at Karna Rash, he found the seat empty. Gilbert searched for his friend in the lobby of Parliament, but to no avail. However, other parliamentarians had also seen Karna Rash during the course of the evening, thus giving credence to Gilbert's claim. 
Carter Rash, f- fully recovered, found out about the incident and wrote a lengthy newspaper article jokingly explaining that his will to participate in the debate was so strong that his spirit was forced to attend on his behalf. <laughs> Luckily for Carter Rash, this wasn't a death omen or anything. He continued he, to live for... He was know, just really yeah. jazzed about that debate. Like, I need to be at work. He's like, I fucking love work. You know, there was an article recently that said people in D.C. work harder than anyone else in this country. That does They're sound like, right. Like, just constantly, like, at work or tethered to work or yeah. something. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe it would be great if I could, like, astral project myself to school. Right? <laughs> like, God. I could be at home asleep. Right? Meanwhile, I love sleep. doppelganger me is, like, getting shit done. Yeah. So, I did mention that I was going to tell my doppelganger story. Allegedly, I have a doppelganger somewhere in this area. There have been multiple people who have come up to me insisting that they know me and that they went to school with me. Spoiler alert, the university they name is not the university I went to. But then they tell me about the person that, like, they thought was me. Because they're like, you must have one of those faces. She's really interested in Japanese. She was in my Japanese class. And I'm like, fucking uh-oh. yikes. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I think she was an English major. And I'm like, uh-oh. Uh, so I have a doppelganger somewhere around here. But most recent one had happened to me in a Target. I was looking at belts. This woman comes up to me and she goes, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, do I? I don't. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. And she's Stranger like, danger. Oh, I could have sworn you're wearing my Japanese. And I'm like, no, no. no. Theoretically no. possible, but no. No, not that school. No. I my uncle Gary um, would tell me when I was in high school that he would always see this girl at uh, the mall in Palm Springs uh-huh. um, or like a shopping center in Palm Springs who mm-hmm. looked just like me. Mall and in Springs. He, he would like get like really like excited and then be like, "Wait, no, that's like <laughs> that impossible. Doesn't make any that doesn't sense. make any sense." And then a few weeks ago, I think I showed you that photo. One of my former students went on a study abroad trip to Shanghai, I think. Oh, that's um, right. But she found a painting. Oh, that was upsetting. Yeah, she found a painting of me, but not of me. Just but like, it, but it, was it was It was me. And she was like, I saw this and was like, I know her. And then realized, <laughs> no, no way. Oh, God. <laughs> and then the same thing happened where um, a couple years ago, my friend Melissa lived with like a painter uh-huh. and she came down the stairs and was looking at a painting that had been like moved from I guess like his workspace like to the main area and was looking went that's Sasha <laughs> and like one of the people in like the background of the painting had my face oh and he was like no that's not no, your that's friend just something, I painted. That's just something I painted and she's like no that's my friend and even even like the it wasn't even her who noticed it first it was her boyfriend who's only met oh. me like once or twice ever and like just in passing like we didn't have like at that point like i hadn't really interacted with him that much and mm-hmm. he was like isn't that your friend <laughs> yikes yikes <laughs> so i've popped up in paintings that's classier than where i've hopped up i just keep going to school and taking the same shit because i'm boring <laughs> All right, you ready to hear some randos on the internet talk about doppelgangers? I'm excited. From our favorite website, scaryforkids.com. The first story is called, I was the doppelganger. Oh, no, that's unpleasant. (laughs) The end. That's it. As long as you're a good doppelganger who's stopping uh, your other from doing bad things. Yeah, not the other way around. Yeah, not the other way around. We'll find out. Mm -hmm. One morning, I was asleep in my bedroom when I was awakened by my brother yelling at me from downstairs and asking what I was doing. I got out of bed and went downstairs to see what he wanted. The moment he saw me coming down the stairs, his face went pale and there was a look of shock and fear in his eyes. What's wrong? I asked. Just then, I heard the bathroom door at the end of the hallway slam shut. It was strange because we were the only two in the house. My brother said he had just seen me walk by him less than a minute ago, and as I passed by, I had given him a creepy smile. Fuck. (laughs) That was why he yelled at me and asked what I was doing. He said I didn't pay any attention to him and just kept walking down the hallway. When he turned around, he saw me coming down the stairs and got the shock of his life. We ran down the hallway and checked the bathroom. 
but it was empty. I hate it. Not fetch? Not fetch. No. <laughs> well, this next one will be fetch because it's called Mom? 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 Scaryforkids.com! Mom? It's all about Mom. Mom! Mom! I love my mom. Me too. Controversial opinion. We love our moms. <laughs> we love our moms. <laughs> one night when I was nine years old, I woke up around 3 a.m. Uh-oh, witching hour. Anytime, any, oh, God. Just don't wake up. Uh, yeah, and anytime it's 3 a.m., it's like, oop, you fucked. Yeah. You done fucked up. Anyway, 3 a.m. and saw my mom standing in the doorway of my bedroom. Something wasn't quite right. Something about her was off. She looked pale, almost see-through, and was just standing there in my doorway, staring at the wall. Mom, I asked in a worried voice. She started moving towards my bed very, very slowly, and the whole time I kept asking, Mom? 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 But she never answered. When she finally reached the head of my bed, she reached out to me very, very slowly, and just as she was about to touch me, she suddenly vanished. I immediately freaked out and scrambled out of bed in a panic. I ran to my parents' room, and when I opened their door, I saw both of my parents lying in bed fast asleep. To this day, it still creeps me out when I remember that thing coming towards me very, very slowly. Ooh, I hate it. This next one is called The Garage Roof. I was 10 years old, and I was playing hide-and-seek with my older sister in the backyard. When I finished counting, I started to look for her. I was surprised to find her crouching on the garage roof. She was just staring down at me and grinning from ear to ear. I thought it was strange and yelled at her for uh, yelled at her to come down. She didn't move a muscle. She just stayed there grinning at me. Just then, I heard someone behind me ask, "Who are you talking to?" I turned around and my sister was standing there. To this day, I have no idea who or what was crouching on the garage roof. Our house is over 50 years old and a long time ago, someone apparently died in a fire in the garage. You can still see burn marks in the old wood. How about you maybe upgrade your garage? Just a thought. Yeah, what are you guys doing? You don't need burn marks. Get that shit out of here. All right, this next one is called Mommy is Floating. Another mommy story. Scary for kids. Scary for kids. (laughs) What's scarier for kids than mommy? Just kidding, mom. When my son was two years old, he would often get up in the morning and wander around the house before my wife and I were awake. One morning when I woke up, I came downstairs to find him standing in the kitchen. He was pointing at something and laughing. I asked him what he was pointing at and he said, Mommy is floating in the kitchen. I didn't think much about it at the time, but an hour later, my wife came downstairs. She said she had just woken up from a very strange dream. In the dream, she found herself floating out of her body, and she remembered floating down the stairs and into the kitchen. (laughs) I hate it. Good. Guess what else you're gonna hate? Tell me more. It's like, I hate it, but also please tell me. Yes, tell you all. I'm going to read both of these because I don't want to pick. It's like me with Wikipedia articles for horror movies. Yeah, it's like, I hate I, this, but also I can't stop reading I it. I have to know. I have to know. That's why we have this podcast. That's why we have this podcast. This one is called, Who Was That Guy? I was 24 and I worked in an office. One morning, my alarm didn't go off and I overslept. When I woke up, I was already 30 minutes late for work. I got dressed as fast as I could and raced to my office, worried that I would be fired for being late. I made it to the office, parked my car, and ran into the building. As I stepped off the elevator, I noticed people giving me weird looks. Everyone was staring at me. I started to panic because it was as if they all knew I was going to be fired or something. When I saw my desk, things started to go from weird to terrifying. Someone was sitting in my cubicle, typing on the computer. It was a man. He turned his head and looked over his shoulder. Our eyes met, and I felt the blood freeze in my veins. The man sitting at the desk was me. He had the same clothes, the same hair, the same face. He looked at me, startled, and then started to frantically pack up his papers. As I was walking towards him, he suddenly darted out of the cubicle and ran around the corner. I ran after him, hoping to catch him, but as I turned the corner, there was nobody there. 
Even worse, everyone was looking at me like I was crazy. I checked the entire office, but there was no trace of him. I asked my workmates who had been at, who had been at my desk, but they all said my desk had been empty all morning. They hadn't seen anyone. I felt like I was going crazy because no one else saw this guy who looked exactly like me sitting at my desk. But then, like, why were they looking at you like you were crazy when you got off the elevator? Riddle me that, guy. Anyway. The way he ran away, it was as if he were doing something he shouldn't have been doing. I went into the bathroom and splashed some water on my face. I remember looking at my reflection in the mirror and feeling very uneasy at the sight of it. This was one of the creepiest moments of my life. I quit my job at the end of the week and never went back. It's been years since that incident, but I still find it unsettling looking at my own reflection in a mirror. Oh, Lord. That's like, a bummer. Really bad, like, dissociation. Yeah. Maybe they looked at him funny when he came off the elevator because he was late for work. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, maybe it was like, he's late for work and they looked at him funny and he was like, why are they looking at me funny? And then he freaked out because he, he freaked saw out the person. And he saw the person and then he was day. like, oh, that's why they looked at me funny. But it's like, no, you were late for work. But also, that... If that ever happens to you, please tell me immediately. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> yes. If something that spooky happens to me, I'm not going to tell the person I co-host a paranormal podcast. No, no, no. I, mean, but, like, like, I was just like imagining you going to work oh. and like ending up like seeing someone at your desk. And I know that you would be like really freaked out. I would be. And then. I'd probably text you. Yeah. I'd be like, I can't give you details. We have to wait till we record. Can we record tonight? It would also be surprising because I think I've mentioned before, I sit on an exercise ball at work. Yeah. And. None of my other coworkers do, and everybody, the first time they sit on the ball, struggles with it. So my doppelganger would have to be very adept at sitting on the ball, yeah. and also it makes farty noises. So I would, like, know walking up that somebody was on my ball because there would be farty noises, noises coming from my queue. That's some work talk from me. Oh, I'm boy. great as a coworker. Anyway, this last one that I have is called Dad's Double because it's scary for kids, and we got to have dads, too. My dad used to work the night shift. He had to get up at 3 a.m., uh-oh, every morning to go to work. I would sometimes wake up and go downstairs to give him a hug before he left. Aww. It's very sweet. One morning when I was about four years old, I got to the bottom of the stairs and noticed that the front door was standing ajar. When I opened it, I saw my father walking down the driveway to his truck. He was dressed in his work uniform. I called out to him and asked him to come back and give me a hug before he left. He slowly turned around and just stared at me. He was giving me such a strange look that I started to get scared. I began crying and asking him what was wrong. He didn't answer and just kept walking towards me. Just before he reached me, I felt a pair of arms grab me from behind. <sighs> I turned around and freaked out when I saw my father standing behind me. He was dressed in his work uniform and staring at his doppelganger. Yeah. The devil took one look at my dad and ran down the driveway. Oh, God. My dad pulled me into the house and locked the door. Oh. I would have dismissed this as just my overactive four-year-old imagination. dad had also seen it. But my father also witnessed it. He refuses to talk about it, but my mom told me he was so freaked out that he didn't go to work that day, and she spent the day reassuring him that he wasn't nuts. Oh, God. Scary for kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> Y'all right, buddy? Yeah. Cause, wow. <laughs> yeah, that one's... I don't, what I don't care for with that one. One, I don't like people giving you the, like, uncanny stare, where it's just like, yeah. stop looking at me, stop looking at me. And, like, slow turn. Hate the slow turn. And then to have the arms grab you from behind, even yeah. though that turns out to be your actual dad, horrifying. Makes it so much worse. Anyway, have you ever encountered your doppelganger? Tell us. Please. Were they at your work? 
Do they do your job for you? Do, do they, they help you make good decisions in your say, life? Do they want to come do my job for a little bit? I could really use It would be help. nice to have an extra person. Yeah. It's like for you, you'd have like an on-call sub. And for me, I could just be yeah. like, you do this. I got other shit to right? do. Like, It'd be great. She, she doesn't have to be as smart as me as long as she can be like, go to Google Classroom and do the task <laughs> that she assigned you. We're watching a video today. And so long as she knows how to work at VCR, she's going to be fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So does your doppelganger know about VCRs? Do they know about DVD players? Do they or know about Blu-ray Blu-ray players? It's 2019. <laughs> Do they know about streaming services? <laughs> anyway, tell us about your doppelgangers. Thanks for listening. We love you. We do. Unless yeah. you're a shithead. And, and we love your double as long as your double is not a shithead. Yeah, just so long as your double is helping you make good choices and keeping you safe and yeah. like not being a dickhead. Mm-hmm. We love it. Yeah, have a great week, everyone. You and your double. <laughs> Hi. Do you listen to stuff with your ears? Do you laugh at things with your mouth? Do you use podcasts as a proxy for friends? Maybe you should check us out, cause we got you covered. I'm Leany. And I'm Bunny. And we host a fortnightly podcast called Talk Spooky to Me, covering all things a little bit spooky. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and all the other podcasting apps. Unless they're shit. <laughs> you can follow us on at Talk Spooky if you want to be friends on Twitter. And by the way, we're British. Yep. (laughs) Okay, love ya. And I love spending time with you. I don't know. A twat, that's what it is. Anyway. (laughs) The doppelganger. You can't say a twat and then try to go back (laughs) into talking. (laughs) You gotta gotta give me a moment. Yeah, that's just gonna be just me laughing at twat. (laughs) And they're going to be like, who's a twat? You'll never fucking know. Fucking know.